Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Captain Hunter's Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated toward bridging the divide between the police and the communities that they serve. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. Not just saying that, but I really do appreciate it. Uh, real short one for you for us today. Uh, today we're going to speak about, or at least I'm going to uh, just really just upload uh, a couple of videos or the audio portion of videos that I recorded last week in response to the firing, the termination of Raysard uh, uh, Brooks Killer. Uh, I believe uh, the police officer's name was Rolfi. He has been reinstated. I think that was actually the correct and the right move in, uh, to do that. Um, you know, it's got to be due process and everything like that. So I'm going to get into that. And well, we're going to start off the video or the audio portion of this uh, with a video that I made in response to a um, podcast that I had listened to. I'm not, and I'm not trying to dig into the podcast or just throw shots at them or anything like that. But the, but the question was was raised, you know, what do we tell the kids uh, going forward and things like that? You'll hear about it. So I just did a video in response to that. So remember, you can see these videos uh, of me on either an IG, Instagram, CPT, L Hunter. Should be following me over there. Twitter as well. So make sure you follow me on both of those platforms. Captain Hunter's podcast on YouTube. So these videos are already loaded up on YouTube. Also, Captain Hunter's podcast. I copy and paste them to uh, the, my Facebook page, Captain Hunter's podcast on Facebook as well. So we're going to get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the audio portions of those videos that I did. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. Much love and peace. Hey everyone, it's your boy Captain Hunter coming at you again and I wanted to jump in for a few moments here to try to give an encouraging word. I really want to try to give an encouraging word. I was listening to uh, a podcast, uh, another podcast uh, in which um, the, the co-host was really having a, 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 one of the hosts, the host was having a really, really bad day, really, really bad time and was really very honest and open and transparent about that and dealing with racism and things like that. And um, so really just depressed and, and going on about that. And so what she went on about, and she, she talked about how in her line of work that she had addressed other, um, uh, a, a woman had come to her and said, you know, what do we tell our kids? Um, you know, there's a lot of racism in schools, racism with the police, racism in, in the politics, and just every, everyone was just in this depressed state of, of mind and state of being. And I am not one to try to uh, negate the way that someone feels about about their time their truth is their reality and I'm you know I, I think that what we can do in those circumstances is really just allow them to vent um, and try to get some re reassuring words and comfort and things along those lines so people are where they are I'm where I'm at and you're where you're at but um, I think that really some things need to be addressed and really need to take a, a hard look at what's really going on and so I wanted to, that's why I titled this, um, what do we tell our kids? Because again, the woman had gone on to the, to the host of the show, uh, expressed to the host of the show, what do we tell our kids about this world that we're living in? You know, my podcast is about bridging the divide between the police and the communities that they serve. So what do we tell the kids? Well, here's some things that I think, um, that I just jotted down as I'm sitting in this parking lot here, um, uh, that we can do and should tell our kids. Um, number one is we need to tell them to value education. Uh, we need to tell our children to value education. Uh, and, and by that, I mean, value it with the teacher, uh, value it within your own self, respect the teacher. That's what I mean by that. Respect the teacher, value it for yourself. If the teacher's not teaching up to some, some standard, um, then that doesn't mean that you don't go home 
and not do the homework, right? Go home and do the homework, apply yourself, get a tutor, do what you have to do to value education for yourself. That's what you tell your children. My kid, my parents, my aunt, my grandmother told me that the teacher has their education. I grew up in the 1970s, 70s and 80s. Teacher told, my, my parents, grandparents, loved ones told me the teacher got their education. It's time for you to get your education. So, so first of all, value education. That, that's the number one thing. Second thing, as I would say, and there's in no particular order, I just things I just jotted down, is stop blaming other people. Stop blaming the teachers, stop blaming the politicians, stop blaming the police, stop blaming their friends, stop blaming other people for their failures, for their inadequacies, uh, and everything like that. Uh, you, you have to stop, we have to look at ourselves first. Look at ourselves first and really take blame, ownership, stock in ourselves. When my when I went home and told my parents that the teacher didn't like me, my parents, well, my mother, my grandparents, my aunt didn't want to hear that. They didn't want to hear that. They didn't want to hear that. But again, the teachers got their education. You need to get yours. Stop blaming other people. The police don't like me. The teachers don't like me. The police are picking on me. They're pulling me over. Um, all this, all this kind of crazy stuff. Stop doing this. And I know what I'm going to say is going to be very controversial, but I don't care. I, I really don't care. I really don't care. Uh, we have to stop blaming other people. We have to do what we have to do for ourselves first. We have to watch the company that we keep. That's the third point. Watch the company that you keep. If you're around negative people that who have negative aspirations, negative thoughts, negative feelings, then that's going to rub off in you. Birds of a feather flock together. Get, get around, tell your children to get around people who are positive in nature, who want to go to college, who want to adopt a trade, who want to grow up and be successful, want to open up a business, become entrepreneurs. Those are the types of people that they need to be in line with and lockstep with, fellowship with, uh, uh, hang out with. That's what they want to who they need to be around none of this none of this is 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 um is is monumental but but it's something to tell our children you want to know what to tell your children this is what we tell our children this is what we tell our children that they need to set four things that they need to set goals for themselves they can't be the ones that are dragging their friends down if you want to get around other people who are doing other things and you're telling your children to be around people who are doing their things then they should not be the weak link in the chain in and of themselves that's why they need to value education um, yes, the, 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 you know, you cannot be the weak, weak link in the chain. You must value education. You must set goals and strive for yourself. I always heard and as a kid growing up that if you're the smartest one of your friends, if you, if you are the smartest one amongst your friends, you need new friends, right? You can, you've got to continue to be around people who are striving for more and striving for excellence. So you have to do those types of things and strive for them and meet for them, uh, meet those goals for yourself. Let's talk about when you're stopped by the police, right? This is uh, obviously this is this is my 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 forte. When stopped by the police, just just obey orders and follow commands. If the police act, if the officer is acting like a jerk, then you get his name, his badge number, uh, the date. To, to remember the date, the time, the location of the stop, uh, the the description of the officer, the, the car number, all that type of thing that you can get. Record if necessary. If you if you have the time to pull out your cell phone, all that is fine. Arguing with the police. Uh, uh, it's not a good idea. Um, I know people know their rights. Uh, they want to express their rights. They want to. They want to feel as if they they have their freedom of movement, and they don't want to be stopped and harassed for no reason. I get all that. I don't want to be stopped for no reason either. And hopefully, the police officer will be stopping people for legitimate reasons. Period. Point blank. Full stop. Reasons. Articulable, reasonable suspicion and or probable cause. If you're not being stopped for anything less than that, then the police officer should be disciplined. However, in the meantime, 
if the police officer is telling you, so what do you do when, when uh, you stop by the police? If, if driving a car, keep your hands on the steering wheel. If you're driving at night, turn on the dome light, roll down the windows. So that, so you will lessen the, 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 um, uh, the heightened uh, senses of the police officer. Let them know that you're not a threat. Roll down the windows, let them know that there's nothing in the car. There's no one else in the car is going to uh, pose a problem to them. Nothing wrong with saying, hey, officer, did I do something wrong? I'm sorry, did, uh, uh, or, or anything along those lines. Asking, what did I do wrong in a respectful voice? Is there a reason for the stop? Yes, yes, and the officer should respond. Yes, you were driving a certain amount of uh, uh, miles an hour. You went over the speed limit. You failed to come to a complete stop. You failed to yield. You, you have a taillight out, whatever the situation is. Nothing wrong. Every every side here has to be has to be uh, uh, respectful in their in their uh, in their approach. You if stopped out on the street, keep your hands out 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 of your pockets and try not to present yourself as a threat to the officer. Once again, follow the instructions, follow commands. He should they should he or she the officer should tell you the child why uh, um, 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 the reason for the stop. Try not to present yourself as a threat and everything like that. Uh, don't run. I know this is controversial. Don't run if you have warrants. Don't run if you don't have warrants. Don't run if you uh, if you know that you wanted. If you did something, uh, and if you put up a fight, then 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 you're you're putting yourself at risk. You're putting yourself at risk. There's there's a lot of research out there about how many black people are being police uh, killed by police, how many white people are being killed by police. Uh, it seems as if there's less black people being killed actually by police in comparison to the white population. However, there is still a, a, a great incidence of officers who are um, 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 still a, more aggressive and sooner to lay hands on and become physical with with uh, persons of color. Than they are with uh, than than they are with white folks, so let's not give them that reason. This is what you tell your children. You want to know what to tell your children? This is what you tell them, right? Don't run. Don't fight with the officer. We'll we'll, we'll get a lawyer. We'll get a warrant. If and if we'll get a lawyer, we'll, we'll file a complaint. If things go wrong, that's what we tell our children. Produce the paperwork. Know the rules and regulations of your state. Many states have now uh, now have uh, laws requiring that if the police stop you for articulable, reasonable suspicion that you're involved in a crime, then you must produce uh, identification. Know the rules and laws in your particular state. If you're driving a car, you must produce the the license, registration, and insurance. Uh, that may be changed. People are taking pictures of their licenses. People are taking pictures of their insurance card. You can pull things up. So that's going to be up to the individual officer what they're going to accept and what they're not going to accept. A lot of times they can just run the registration check and everything like that. So that's up to the individual officer. So to that point, make sure your car is in order. Make sure that you are in order, that you have a license, not that you just left it at home or that or playing these games. I have one, but it's really suspended and all that kind of stuff. We're going to get to the truth of the matter as officers. We're going to get to the truth the matter so this is what you tell our this is what you tell people don't leave the house if you have your driver's license bring it with you again after the encounter uh things go wrong um um no, we'll, we'll get a lawyer after this is what we tell the people and i want to talk to the parents lastly uh change your message to your children stop telling them that this is a racist country i know that 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 this has been a big hashtag and people are going off about uh, vp harris and uh, uh, representative tim scott uh, uh, uh or uh, Senator Tim Scott about uh, about saying this isn't a racist country. 
in comparison to the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, it is not a racist country. Um, are there racist people in it? Absolutely. Uh, are there are there people who took over the the capital and 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 I am one of the people who think that if they if black people had done what the uh, at, at January 6th that what what the what those terrorists white terrorists did uh, then certainly they would have been shot down uh, absolutely I, I'm one of those people who believes that but are we getting denied loan applications and the right to live where we uh, want to live and denied jobs and entering into schools and drinking out of water fountains and having dogs sick on us by the police officers routinely like they did back then? That is that is absolute nonsense. Uh, and my LinkedIn account, uh, because I'm mostly involved with in law enforcement, I'm constantly seeing a new black chief sworn in. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, when was the last time I saw a white chief sworn in somewhere? Uh, we, we, we got a black uh, or person of color, uh, a vice president. Uh, we've got we're making great strides. We're opening up businesses, entrepreneurships. I'm constantly on Instagram seeing all these different entrepreneurial ventures by black people getting loans. And, and what are we talking about? What are we talking about as far as a racist country? Is it perfect? By no means. Are the racist people in it? Are the racist people who are trying to stop the vote in Georgia and other states, and particularly of one uh, political party who's trying to stop people from voting? Absolutely. Do I think that those people are racist? Yes. Are there other powers fighting against them? Absolutely, and I'm proud of those powers of all races who are fighting against those who are trying to suppress and stop the vote. But is it a racist country overall? Can you walk down? Are you walking down the street as a black man having to step off the sidewalk and take your hat off in the presence of white people? What are we? What are we talking about here? Go back and read the history of what was going on. Back in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, the the, the absolute lynchings, uh, the the Jim Crow era, the the, the redlining, the the um, uh, uh, the covenants, the restrictive uh, um, uh, land grant covenants, and all that type of thing. Crazy what people are what, what people are talking about. Absolute crazy and madness and nonsense. So change your message. Stop telling them that you can't. Stop telling them the cops are racist. Stop telling them that that the, that your teachers are racist. That stop telling them that your school administration is, is is all racist. Value education in and of yourself. Two plus two is is four. Whether you're black or whether you're white, whether you're in the inner city or in the suburbs. Change change your message as a parent. Change your message. Stop saying we can't. They're doing this. Stop blaming other people. It's us. It's us in the way we think and know and our mentality. We have to value it. You don't like the way that you treat it in a store. Stop going to the store. Boycott the store. Go to a different store. Set up our own businesses. Stop complaining. I'm more of a Malcolm X when it comes to that type of thing. Stop trying to go and enter into their space. You don't like if you don't like the way that you're being treated in a certain store, in a certain neighborhood, in a certain place. Then then either you get them fired, or you or you or you or you boycott it. And believe me, they will follow the power of the almighty dollar. They will change their attitude once the almighty dollar is involved. Crazy what we're just Change your message. Change your message. Stop demonizing the police and politicians and teachers and, and all these other places and change your message. I understand that there's racist people who are operating in these spaces. But everyone's not like that. The question, the question is, no matter how many racist people are out there, the question is, is it stopping you from getting your education? Is it, are they stopping you from entering into a certain school? Are they stopping you from entering in a certain neighborhood? Are you being walked down the street and being spit on because you're black or Hispanic or, or Asian? And of course, when these incidents happen, we should all be outraged and we should all fight against that.
when and if you, uh, and a me last message to the parents is keep your car straight most of the time the kids will be driving your car keep your car straight license registration insured uh, make sure that your ki kids uh, know the rules make sure that you have instructed your kids on how to interact and how to react when in the pro pro approach by police this is what we should be telling our kids I know it's, it's easy to just to take this victim mentality of woe is us and woe is me and the white man's out to get us and we, and the police are going to get us and the teachers don't care and the politicians are this and corrupt and is any of their behavior stopping you from opening a business is any of that behavior stopping you from being a productive citizen getting your education going back to school no no it isn't it isn't this is what we should be telling our kids this is what this is the direction that we should be leading our, our kids. And I grew up in a place in a space that is that is vastly different. Growing up in Connecticut is vastly different than growing up in California or or in Missouri or in Massachusetts or in Florida or in Louisiana. And I understand that there's pockets of deep seated racism and structural uh, problems that that need to be addressed in those particular school zones and, and police environments and counties. And all. I, I get all that. And we and people should be fighting against that daily. And vehemently and with all their might but the question is what is our message to our children our message to our children ought to be that we can do it and we should do it. we must do it not long ago i took my daughter to see her great uncle for the first time she we took her to taking her to to uh, florida to see her great uncle and her great uncle who grew up in this in the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s uh his message to her was Looking at the at the date and the time and the world and everything like that that we're living in currently, his message to her was, "You can do it. You can be anything you want to be." His message to a black woman was that you can do it. You can be. You can be whatever you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do. He told a story about him growing up in the 1960s and he was working at a company and they had sent him in the 60s to to be the spokesperson for this particular company in the 60s. He went to the company and he blew him out the water with his presentation, uh, co company um, uh, forum, uh, uh, convocation, whatever it was, and convention, and uh, blew him out the water. They're, everyone's so surprised. Well, because, you know, obviously, well, how is this black man speaking like this and all that kind of stuff? So this is, the you know, with low expectations, but he blew him out the water. We have that, those expectations are largely subsided right now. There's some, obviously some people who think that we still can't do it and we have to get a leg up and hand up and all that kind of stuff. I get all that. But the but the message that this man who is in his 80s is telling my daughter who was in her early 20s, if it maybe even 19 at the time or late teens, was that you can do it. You can be whatever you want to be. It wasn't that the white man's out to get you. It wasn't the message wasn't that we can't or we we have to be in the back of the bus and woe was us and we can't do it. They're out to get. No, the message was you can do it. Believe in yourself. You can go where you want to go. Strive the way you want to strive to and be what you want to be. That's the message. So what do we tell our kids? That ought to be the message that you can do it. You can strive. Stop with this woe is me defeatist victim mentality and attitude. We have overcome thanks to the Martin Luther Kings and the Malcolm X's and the Fannie Lou Hamers and the, and the James Baldwin's and all these other patriarchs um, and ancestors that came before us who laid this work and laid this ground, this foundation of, of, of resistance and education 
and paving the way so we can get to this place of education and values and structure that we are here now. And when I watch people and, and they continue to cry and mention and moan and say that we're still like, the, like nothing has ever changed since slavery. Nothing's changed since the 1920s era, the heydays of Jim Crow. What are they talking about? That's it, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to rant for a few minutes. Uh, listening once again to, the, to that podcast and really just kind of got my blood boiling. I wanted to do this real, really, really quickly. Um, it's not the same days and times as those times. Change your message. Change your life. Change your your, atti your attitude. Affects your altitude. There's nothing you can't do that you can't, if you don't put your mind to it. Now we got to continue to fight to make sure we're not going backwards. And I'm, my kudos and hats off to all those people who are fighting the good fight, particularly for voter restrictions and every other civil rights fight. And I'm not saying that it's over. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be be fighting and vigilant. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is change your message. And when and if you are stopped by police, act accordingly. Stop blaming the teachers because you're failing a class. Stop blaming politicians because they're if they're not doing what you want them to do. Vote them out of office if you're allowed to vote. So, and whatever other structural ideas that people think are in place, take a real hard look and examination of that structure. Can you change it? Boycott places that 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 don't want you in there. I, I don't go in there. Well, I think that black women ought to open up black black hair stores. Stop going into to any store where you're not being appreciated, being kicked out, followed around, and all this other type of nonsense. Go where you're loved and appreciated. That's where you ought to be spending your money. Understand the power of your dollar. I said that was it, and I went on for a little bit more. So once again, that, that podcast really got my blood boiling. I enjoyed it. Um, um, I'm not trying to crit criticize or critique uh, the, the podcast. People are at where they're at. Um, but to, to the question, what do we tell our children? Um, I hope that I answered that. I hope that I answered that. Much love and peace. Hey, everyone. It's your boy, Captain Hunter, coming at you again. And uh, second video for today. Uh, just want to do a response video to the officer involved uh, Rolfi, I think his last name was, for the Richard Brooks uh, shooting, killing, has been reinstated. Probably everyone probably has heard uh, something along these lines. So I just want to give my response to this. Uh, just a brief summary recap. Richard Brooks was the individual who shot at Wendy's. He uh, was sleeping at Wendy's in Atlanta, Georgia. He was sleeping in his car, approached by the officer Wolfie, called for backup. Uh, two officers, long story short, uh, they wake up... Um, they wake up uh, Richard Brooks. He then starts to uh, fight with the officers uh, and then takes one of their tasers, uh, attempts and then starts running away, turns around and um, and um, uh, fires the taser. Uh, uh, it, well, attempts to fire the taser. The officer then, Rolfi, then takes out his handgun and then shoots and kills um, 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 Brooks. I got to give a little kudos to the Roland Martin show uh, a woman on there. One of the attorneys, Monique Presley, I think her name was. She really gave a really good analysis of this and really, you know, called balls and strikes. And that's what I want to do. And that's what she did. And I think that's what really honest people need to do in this circumstance is really just called balls and strikes. And her analysis of the situation was, listen, you know, being a being an attorney, being a police officer, she or, or having some understanding of how the law works. Um, she understands that um, that simply uh, that the act of turning around 
uh, and presenting uh, uh, or attempting to fire uh, the taser at this at the police officer, uh, you know, rises to a, a situation in which uh, the officer could have been injured. Uh, uh, and officers don't have to take that chance. He can become incapacitated. He took a taser. If the officer then is tased, took it, takes, um, uh, uh, and it becomes incapacitated by his own taser, uh, he then becomes incapacitated. Uh, then Brooks or any other suspect um, can then come up, take his weapon, and then kill him. Police officers don't have to deal with that. I did videos about that. I had a number of other shows about that, arguing this, this exact point. You go back and watch those in the archives. So, long story short, and I just want to give a, a you know quick shout out to those who are actually calling ball in the strike and not just going along with with everyone else uh, in in their presentation saying oh it's just wrong, and that goes to the point of what I'm saying is that uh, this particular um, this particular uh, this is a frustration because when the officer was fired for this, the police department. Uh, the, the chief of police in the city council or the mayor's office fired this individual and he's now been reinstated because they didn't follow proper procedure, due process and all that other type of thing, right? The, the right to defend himself and, and all this type of stuff. And so that becomes that becomes such an embarrassment for the city of Atlanta. And I just read from the New York Post, a New York, from the Washington Post, I think it was from the Washington Post, in which her comments, and I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a mayor, <laughs> but her comments talking about um, said something almost verbatim that, uh, you know, the, the firing him was the right thing to do because essentially the city was going to going to burn down if we didn't. So I, I can't believe that she actually wrote that. And it was it was a direct quote in The Washington Post, uh, an article that I read uh, just a little while ago. Um, really, really silly thing to say uh, as a mayor, um, because you can't. I, I, I'm almost speechless that she made this comment. Once again, I'm not a lawyer, but I, I would bring this, if I'm a lawyer, I'm going to bring this, listen, listen, this is why you fired this guy, not because he actually violated any policies and procedure, but because you don't want the city to blow up. And yes, we're already on dealing with the George Floyd protests, and here's another incident that's going on. And I, I get it. It's, it's a bad look for law enforcement. You don't want your city to blow up. You want to make sure that everybody's peaceful and calm. So you sacrifice this guy on the altar to to to, to save peace. And, and it probably worked, to, to be com completely honest. It probably did work. But now you have to take this guy back, and now everybody's going to be outraged again. Uh, I said before, and I'll say it again, after in, in my analysis of being, uh, uh, of being a police officer for 24 years, a, a supervisor for 19 years, being an instructor of uh, use of force uh, for a number of years, being a handcuff instructor for a number of years, uh, my analysis... Of, the, of that Richard Brooks shooting, the use of force, because I had to teach use of force, the escalation of the use of force, and what happens to officers when and if they go through adrenaline rushes and dumps, and um, uh, and even what happens to you physiologically, fight-flight responses. This are all type of things we had to discuss when we were talking about this type of thing. My analysis, and even being tased myself, we know what happens to them, and officers don't have to deal with that. We pay our officers to win and, and we pay them to do their job effectively and efficiently. We're not paying them to, to, to give up and just run home or just go home and allow people to escape. We're not paying them to do that. We're paying them to do a job and that's apprehend criminals and or stop the violence and, and, and criminality in our neighborhoods. And so uh, looking at the facts and totality and circumstances, the breakdown in the video that I did and that you guys can look at and uh, discussions I've had, I still maintain that this officer did the right thing. I'm not surprised that he got reinstated uh, and I won't be surprised he's being uh, he's been arrested for and facing felony uh, aggravated felony 
murder charges. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be convicted of any of that. I think that he's going to get off. So if anyone's out there going looking at uh, the possibility of this guy uh, getting convicted, you don't don't don't. This is not the George Floyd situation. Um, someone who's presenting themselves, who's fought with officers, who's taken one taser. Uh, he's he has demonstrated, unfortunately, uh, that he has. Um, uh, 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 you know, and, and then pointed at the taser at, at, at this officer. He has demonstrated the uh, capacity for, for, for injury to an officer and uh, officers took the appropriate amount of justification and justified use of force in order to stop the threat that was, uh, that, was that had the possibility of being uh, engaged towards him. That, that's my analysis of it. Um, Again, if that taser, if the taser was live and, and was fired, instructing the officer, um, instruct the officer, the officer could become incapacitated. He could lose an eye if one of the prongs from the taser that shoots out in, in two different directions. But one prong goes into the eye, takes out his eye. If both prongs stick into him, he, come, he squeezes that trigger and becomes incapacitated. Then it's a, it becomes a problem. It becomes a problem. And the officer uh, can lose his gun and or his life. So no one has to take that chance as a police officer. So um, I, I think that it shows a great, great incompetence. And I, I, I'm not happy to say this, but, but uh, you know, as an administrative official, we, we, we got to get the things that we're doing straight and right. And this is, the, I think the city should be embarrassed by, the, by, by, by what just happened. Uh, you know, it's one thing to lose because of, uh, uh, you know, because of the facts and circumstances once analyzed. But to lose uh, and have this man reinstated because we rushed to judgment and didn't follow proper procedure and due process and all that, that's got to be a, a really big stain upon them. And, you know, shame on, on them for that. Um, but again, to the public out there who's watching that, if you think that this guy is going to be convicted, uh, he's not. He's going to get his job back and probably sue the city for wrongful termination and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, so we'll, we'll wait and see. But that's just my response to uh, this individual being um being uh, uh, um, being reinstated. So uh, if anyone out there is looking for uh, testing, you want to become move up the ranks, become a sergeant, lieutenant, captain, uh, you're having trouble passing these tests and you don't know how to present yourself during oral examinations and everything like that, hit me up, cptlhunter at gmail.com or, or hunterpoliceconsulting at gmail.com. Hunterpoliceconsulting at gmail.com. Follow me on IG. Uh, CPTL Hunter, Twitter, CPTL Hunter, and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so much love and peace, everyone. Police reform is more than just a trending topic. My name is Lawrence Hunter. I'm a retired police captain from the state of Connecticut, and I've written a new book called Police Reform. And I talk about the evolution of law enforcement here in America and what changes need to be made in order to improve the relationship between the police and the communities that they serve. Over the past few months, it has become increasingly more important and more evident that there's something amiss and awry between the police and the communities that they serve. So whether you're about defunding the police or defending the police, if you're about Blue Lives Matter or Black Lives Matter, no matter what side of the fence you happen to sit on, make sure that you pick up your copy of Police Reform today.